This is Christian Book Blurb, brought to you by author and songwriter Matt McClary. Get a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the lives of some of your favourite Christian authors. Hear about their books and faith. Also, why not check out my website, mattmcclary.com. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Christian Book Blurb, where we like to encourage you in your discipleship one book at a time, as we meet some amazing Christian authors and learn about their books their lives and their faith. I'm your host, Matt McClary. Thanks for joining me. And on today's show, I'm going to be talking about reclaiming masculinity with the author, Matt Fuller. So welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's really great that you've been able to join us today. Um, You've written a book. We'll sort of dig down into the book a little bit later on. But let's just touch on some of the more general themes that, that your, your book addresses. And that is um, masculinity and what it means to be a man. Um, what is it about masculinity, do you think, that needs to be reclaimed? Oh, yes. Yeah, so for reclaiming in the end, uh, I started daydreaming about this and writing this, the um uh, in our church setting, uh, there's a spread of ages, but there'd be a lot in the uh, sort of 18 to 30 age range. And I realized that the, just chatting to, to younger guys, they didn't really know what it meant to be a bloke uh, or a man. They didn't know what they're allowed to say. Um, they felt nervous entering the arena, uh, felt a little bit like they should just be apologizing for being a man full stop. And uh, I sort of observed this. And then I think the thing that really catalyzed it was... Uh, in 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 London, in, in the the murder of Sarah Everard, uh, horrifically at the uh, at the hands of uh, Wayne Cousins, the policeman, and that really unsettled lots of the young women at church. I mean, really mm. unsettled them because they really could see themselves in her, uh, and generated lots of discussion. But also in the newspapers, this is the secular press. Um, I kept reading: we must educate young men to know what it means to be a man. Hmm. And then that was it. <laughs> it's like, well, what are you, what are you going to say? Uh, and uh, if you, classic one, um, one journalist, <laughs> if I remember reading him, observing, I look, I, I, I got uh, sons and daughters. To my daughters, I say, you can be anything in life. You can be just as good, if not better than the men. And to my sons, I say, I don't know what I meant to say. Um, you know, I'm a 45-year-old bloke. You'd have thought I'd have worked it out by now but I've got nothing mm. to say, observed the journalist. Mm. And I just thought, oh, hold on a minute. Um, let me go back to the Bible and, and spend a bit of time working hard as far as I'm able to um, on what it does say about being a man, V of E being a woman, um, which is some, but not loads. I mean, most discipleship is for male and female. Uh, and then let me just try and put that in language for the 21st century. So in many ways, I think what I've written here the, the, the guts of it, the, the theology of it, uh, probably could have been written at any point in the last 2,000 years. Uh, but but what, does, how does that, what does that look like in particularly the 21st century West? Uh, that's what I was trying to do. And, right. and um, uh, why reclaim? Because masculinity is basically a bit of a dirty word, isn't it? You can, you can shove toxic masculinity into Amazon as a search box and a... Oh my goodness, there are so many books with that in the title or subtitle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and confusion, r- real confusion. 
And it doesn't go away, does it? Uh, have you seen Barbie yet? Are you the sort of man who gets dragged to see Barbie? You know, I said to my <laughs> wife, I'd better, I'd better see the Barbie movie before I do this interview. I haven't. I you failed. Good man. Well, likewise, I thought uh, I'm not particularly fussed about going to see this. Uh, I mean, no, I don't know anything but there's some films you you want to see on a big screen, and some you can really wait yeah. until they're. I have read one. articles about it though. Oh, and, just and as talking good. about just how good. how um, the the sort of the male characters are as you say portrayed in 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 a way that that are incredibly emasculating very Mm. weak and downtrodden and well what's the point of you really um type thing but i'm only saying that based on articles i haven't watched myself there we go don't worry i mean i mean because there's part of it is a hoot it's funny in parts and ryan reynolds is as everyone says he does steal the show he is hilarious but um in one sense, it's quite miserable because um, you start off uh, in Barbie land, the, the women are in charge and the men don't even have, they are nothing and don't even have anywhere to sleep at night. They just all have to sleep on the beach. It's one, you know, <laughs> Barbie's asked at one point, where do all the Kens sleep? She said, oh, I don't know. I've never even thought about it. They're so unimportant. Uh, then, of course, the Kens take over uh, and sort of introduce the patriarchy and push down the women. Um, and then in the end the women reclaim their place and, and push the men back down. Hurrah! And you think, oh, so what are we meant to do with that? You, you've presented mm. this battle of the sexes. I mean, there's some really shrewd observations, some poignant moments, but in the end, it's... So this is a zero-sum game. Either men win or women win, but that's it. Oh. Mm. And, either, um, and either imbalance isn't great. No. So that, well, I mean... Okay, you can't ask too much of a film such as that. But part of why it's so popular, of course, is, you know, it is it is addressing these issues. Uh, I think lots of women love it because they it expresses the, you know, their wrestling. Again, what is Ken supposed to do? Uh, and he can't quite work it out. In the end, he says, oh, I don't like being in charge. Can you be in charge again, please? Um, but what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? The, we're, yeah. we're so clueless. Um, so I thought yeah. I'd have a go at writing at least one half of the equation. I must say, um, and, and, and just for someone listening, and we, we discussed the Barbie movie there, um, but your book in no way um, berates women. It's, oh, I hope it's not. not. It's not, um, uh, you know, men are better than women and women should know their place. and all. It's certainly not that at all. It. I really enjoyed it. It was a great... Um, exploration of what the bible teaches about being a man and the other thing i really appreciated about it for me personally because i i'll tell you a story um my sister does listen to the podcast so i might get a phone call after he listens to this episode but she gave me a book once by a famous author and i won't say who it is and he and he was quite renowned for writing books for men and all the rest he's he's got quite a popular book i mean christian circles you know men should read this type thing so very she very kindly thought of me bought me the book for my birthday i said thank you very much i've heard of this author i've heard of this book you know it, it, it should be very good um i didn't get past the introduction because in the introduction it was just if you're a man you should be climbing mountains, you should be skinning bears, you should be, you know, jumping off cliffs with, with your loincloth and, you know, making Tarzan noises, um, and, and that, 
you know, come on, men, why aren't we? Why aren't we doing this? And and I just thought, well, you know what, I am a man, and I don't, I don't like do climb mountains and skin bears and all this stuff. So this book isn't actually going to speak very much to me. So I didn't carry on reading it. But your book is great because you you admit when you generalize. And 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 you and you you're very upfront about that, which I appreciate. But equally, it isn't all about mountain climbing and all that kind of stuff. So so I appreciate no, it's that. Interesting. So thank what, you. what are the um uh one 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 biblical text I found really that, that arrested me in that regard, just on what you've just said, which is not really about the, the subject per se. But in one Thessalonians two, Paul is talking about how he's related to the Thessalonian church. Uh, and his care for them and his uh, how much he invested in them and loved them. And I think I was really struck. He, he said, like a, like a father, I exhorted you, and like a mother, I nurtured you. It's a sort of breastfeeding word. Mm. Um, and I thought, well, isn't that interesting? Paul is quite content to say, I, I, did, I acted in this way, which is a bit more male, the exhorting. And I treated you also in this way, which is a bit more motherly female, which is the nurturing. And I did both. <laughs> so he can say, but it's two things there, do you see? One, some things are a bit more male and some things are a bit more female. Uh, but here I am as a bloke, the Apostle Paul, and I did both of those things. So he, it's really fascinating that he, 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 mm. can, he, he can make those generalizations and say, I, I did a bit of both. But let's be honest about it. That's a bit more of a fatherly thing. That's a bit more of a motherly thing. And I, isn't that interesting? <laughs> and so I take it that, um, look, you and I don't know one another well, but how, if, we are, if you and I have managed to live out as best we're able, the most godly Matt Fuller, Matt McClary's that, that we could possibly be uh, to conform to the image of, of Christ. It still look we'd still look different as men. <laughs> mm, <laughs> How I'm yeah. acting as a man might still be slightly different to you, um, but there are some generalizations that the Bible makes, some normative expectations that we can look to. Um, mm. There are some patterns that are more obviously male and more obviously female. Uh, and how do those manifest in the 21st century in the UK or the West, you might say? Because it's, it's going to look mm. a bit different if you're a Christian man in the UK as is if you're a wow. Christian man in Namibia. It's going to look slightly and, different. And especially around this whole topic of gender. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's discussion and debate and... Um, issues around gender have become so prominent haven't they recently um, oh, yeah. especially in our western culture so you know what do you do with yourself if if you know you're a normal guy <laughs> what what do you do where do you go yeah so so this book is really helpful and i think also the if you, if you say nothing and if the church says nothing and if christians say nothing young men in particular will look elsewhere and so I mean, it is staggering the number of hits and views that Andrew Tate had for his videos, which is a sort of gross caricature, hyper masculinity. Mm, you know, yeah. to be a man, you must have lots of really fast cars and treat women pretty badly mm. is his, of course, selling point. But if no one's saying anything, a young guy's going, lots of young men are going, well, 
I guess it's that, is it? Because no one else is telling me what it means to be a yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. So, in the, of, of, you know, you can't have a vacuum or it get filled with some pretty strange characters like him. <laughs> so, so how how does the Bible help <laughs> us to get a more positive understanding of, of masculinity? Well, um, let me give you a sense. In one sense, this it, it, the, the, the 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 nuance is where it becomes interesting, and that's why it's a book. But I, if I was to give you a sentence, I think it's a biblical Christianity. It's strength, courage, leadership in the service of others. Mm. You could even simplify it. Maybe strength in the service of others. But I, to, to broaden, strength, courage, leadership in the service of others. And the second half <laughs> is where it becomes Christian. Uh, if you just have strength, courage, leadership, I think that's lots of cultures throughout history. And taken to an excess, of course, that's where it's toxic. But if you put those things in the service of others, mm-hmm. um, if Christ is the model, so of course, in the book, look at some of the obvious passages, Genesis 2 and Ephesians 5. Um, what does it mean for the husband to be the head of the, head of the wife? Ah, scream um, <laughs> uh, in, the, in the 21st century. But it, it, there's lots of detail you can say on those things, lots of things it goes right or wrong. But if it is like Christ, of course, it's sacrifice. It's it's leading to sacrif- it's sacrificial leadership. It's sacrificial yeah. strength. Yeah. It's I'm doing this for your good, not mine. Um, and I love what you say about strength in your book as well. Um, that, you know, men shouldn't be afraid of their strength, but to use it properly to use it for what God has given you for, um, which is to use your strength to protect, as you've already said. Um, I think that's that's really important. And then that brings in the element of the other person, doesn't it? You, you're protecting others. Um, and that's some, a role that God has given uh, given us. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think it, I, well, I spent a couple of chapters on this, don't I? The uh, one... Uh, there's the sort of protecting the truth, protecting the church, that sort of fundamental role that's given to yeah. th- throughout the Bible, starting from Adam, that's his role to, to, to tend and protect the garden. You get the same language, the, the Levitical priests are to tend and protect the tabernacle and then the temple. And, and into the New Testament, elders are to be the primary ones who protect the church against heresy. Mm-hmm. So th- there's that sense. Um, and then... Uh, a slightly harder to pin down sense of using strength in the service of um, uh, women more generally. And um, uh, I think that the, the chapter I was sort of most nervous of it probably, or I, I can't remember quite the language I used, but I, I suggest it uh, a little more tenuously is a chapter on chivalry, um, which I used as a yes. word. Um, I, I liked that chapter, I must say. Good, good. I, I used it because, of course, it's a completely outdated word that no one ever uses. Um, so it, it's, yeah. it seemed it seemed slightly safer than some. But this sense of uh, from from the who cares to do you hold open a door for a woman or not? And again, some, I've had guys slightly get themselves into knots about it. But yeah, yeah. What what does it what does it mean? And um, it's interesting uh, here in London. Uh, there's this much derided campaign that started uh, about a month, six weeks ago. So Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, has got all these posters up, um, uh, which is, if if your friends are being sexist, 
why don't you just say to them, mate, and there's an M with about five A's and then a T-E. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's derided is because, you know, who, mate. It, it, <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, there are even some adverts on the radio as well. And it sounds a bit like a sheep uh, barring. But fascinating. They're basically saying, hey, if there's just a low-level sexism, you should do something about that. Um, and sort of as Christians, you'd want to say, well, yeah, of course. Of, of course you should. You should mm. use your strength to say, friend, oh, no, brother, if he's a Christian, that's not okay. Um, that's really not okay. Um, and, you know, classic, you're on a bus and maybe a, a young woman's getting a hassle from a, a, couple, of, a couple of guys. Of course, in, in, in the 21st century, perhaps the default setting is to say, well, it's none of my business. I'm just not getting involved. Mm. Um, it, it takes some courage to say, guys, I, I don't think she wants your attention. Um, or probably more. For, uh, uh, sorry, is, are you are you okay? With, just checking you're okay. I don't want to interfere. Uh, no, actually, I'm a bit uncomfortable with these two guys. We, now, that's courage. I mean, it's low level, um, mm. or maybe slightly higher if you're small and they're two seven foot giants. Um, but what I think there is just that sense of using strength in the service of others, strength to protect. Um, that's Mm. Don't do it if it's yeah. you versus a whole bus. Um, you might no. <laughs> maybe grab <laughs> grab the person in trouble and run. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So your book then it's called um, Reclaiming Masculinity, and you focus on seven principles of what it means to be a godly man. Um, and of course, we can't cover them all here, and um, we've already elaborated on a couple of them. Um, but there's just one I, I think is quite important um, for us to address. Um, is that on friendship? Um, that was a surprising chapter to find. But then as I read it, I, w- I was nodding my head going, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I get it. I, this is really important. Um, so why do you think? It's so difficult for men, or Christian men in particular, to make and maintain close friendships. I, I don't think Christian men are, are, are worse than, than any others. Um, I think often they are, they're, they're much better. I think we, we certainly should be better. They're, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, there's an extraordinary amount of secular work done on this now because of... Uh, the oft-quoted statistic that, that the, lots of men in their 40s have no friends. Mm-hmm. Um, childhood friends, maybe university friends, maybe friends from when they were uh, uh, young and single and they were lots part of a, a larger gang. They sort of dissipate and uh, lots of guys can invest in work and family and that's it. Um, and uh, there's some other things. I mean, again, we're into the realm of generalizations. Sorry, sorry. But uh, sometimes men can be uh, a little slower to move beyond the banal, um, you know, uh, a little slower to talk about what's really going on uh, and therefore not connect on a, on a deep level. Sometimes, yeah. Do you think social media has damaged the way that we try and connect or should connect with each other on a more deeper friendship level? Uh, it can do. It, it, it depends if you get confused. Um, so if you if you if you confuse 
online connections with friendships, that, that then you're in trouble. Hey, so you, 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 you've seen this in the book. I, I, I construct, I mean, this is very well known, actually, if you start reading mm. some of the literature about this. And I, I'd never encountered this before, but you, people phrase it different ways. But um, the, the research is pretty similar. That if you, if you think of an archery target um, or a, a dartboard, uh, in the center, close friend, uh, in the center, um, you might call companions, say. You, most people only ever have two or three. And in that, that's those that when something goes well, when something goes badly in your life, you instantly tell close friends, maybe 10. Um, and then beyond that, so a wider circle, maybe 40, 50. And then beyond that, acquaintances, you can have hundreds. Uh, mm. But people get confused. They think, I got friends because they're in contact with 100 people. But no one knows if they're up or down, really. So it's the confusion of categories. Um, mm. And all are good. It's, it's good to have lots of connections and, and lots of... Um, sort of uh, random friends that you enjoy their company, but you don't make a, a huge like effort need to the, see. You need the deep, the, the one or you two need deep some. friendships as well. You need some. Yeah. Uh, and you've got to be realistic. There, you're not many carry more than, you can't carry more than two or three people with you through life, I don't think, in terms of friendships, because just mm. life is busy. But um, some, you know, if, 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 the, if your world drops out tomorrow, who, who are you going to call? And if there's no one, well, I, I, that's, I have a think about investing uh, and being mm. a little bit, deliberate and um uh I, I i may be a slightly older vintage to you i can't I'm not entirely sure but um i don't think there's there's many many in the say uh 40s or even dare I, 50s there aren't many guys if you say do you know what i i just love your company and i wish we'd spend a, a little more time catching up with one another mm. i don't think there are many who are going to say i got too many friends there are there, I mean, there are going to be some but but not many um mm. But you can't do that on your, you know, you can't be odd about it. You need to actually know someone well enough to say, um, let's hang out a bit more. But um, yeah, well, yeah. That's really but Christians, good. I think, should, have got the resources to do this better than than, than, than others. Okay. If, if, because we know we fall short. Mm. So you enter a friendship saying, I'm going to be a friend, but I'm going to fall short. And you expect your friends to fall short. And so you, uh, you can forgive yeah, <laughs> uh, alongside so that important. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we, we know that the other person screws up. So when they tell us they've screwed up, it's okay. We don't have to pretend that we've got everything sorted because mm. we know we haven't. So th there are resources just inherent into the, in being a Christian, knowing that we're forgiven sinners uh, that, that should enable us to go a bit f deeper in friendships, um, mm. whether we do or not as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, we are going to have a short break in just a moment. But just before we do, um, what advice can you give um, some Christian men who are listening on how we can live our lives well as godly men? And also, equally, what advice could you give um, women who are listening as to how, you know, how can you help your partner or, or your, your good friend um, around you to be the best man? that they can be uh, I, well, maybe, um, I'm, I'm, I may pull them together um, guys and uh, spouses or, or, or sisters of guys uh, you really want your husbands or, or mates or brothers or whoever they may be um, you want their sons you want them to be have Christian friends who spur them on to be like Christ that you really mm. want that. 
Um, mm -hmm. So let me, let me go simple. Guys, you want a few who are going to really spur you on to be like Christ. I think I, I think I include in the book somewhere. The, you know, I'm a vicar. I go to lots of weddings. Um, uh, take you to lots <laughs> of weddings. I think the nicest speech I ever heard was years ago. I mean, it's, it's a naff line. I'm surprised no one ever, else has used it. But the best man said, thank you for having me as your best man today. But thank you much more for making me a better man. Your friendship has changed me. Now that, I've never heard anyone else use it. I mean, it's, it, in one sense, I thought, oh, that's an obvious cheesy line, but no one's ever used it before. It's a great line. It's a great line. Uh, and not just a line. It, it, it was true. Um, uh, and therefore, a few, a few guys are going to say, yeah, yeah, we're going to invest in church. Church matters. We know it matters. And we're going to be there and turn up. And we're going to be the ones who encourage others to do the same. And we're going to, you know, be honest with one another. And of course, there's a danger someone could hear this and think, oh, Sonia, I haven't, got, I haven't got half an hour to speak on the phone to a bloke every day. I am not talking about that. I don't think that works mm -hmm. very well for blokes. But you probably, and this is where you need your, your spouse's buy-in, um, uh, if you can go away for 36 hours with two or three others and just go for a walk somewhere, that's when blokes do their best talking, I think. Um, mm -hmm. if you, over an activity. I mean, I caricature, yeah. I know, I'm sorry. But I think there's something to that. Um, to, to, yeah, you're going to spur one another on. Uh, and when you talk honestly, you're going to say, and, and how is marriage? Um, not as good as it should be. Of course it isn't. Let me tell you about my most recent screw-up and the thing that I did I'm most embarrassed about. Um, and, and the friendships you can get to when you get to the point where you just meet up and say, go on then, confess your sins. What have you done, you idiot? Uh, what have you screwed mm -hmm. up recently? And you laugh because you know you're a forgiven sinner. Um, and you say, look, I've done this. Actually, I, I shouldn't laugh. It was bad. But, you know, and, and, and on you move. And, um, yeah, others to spur you on. We're not meant to live this life alone in any sense, the Christian life. Uh, we need others. And um, just one or two others or, or a gang of others who some of these questions that we, we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes or whatever, they're on the agenda. Um, how are we doing? What do we think that looks mm -hmm. like? Hey, what did you make? Did you were you dragged to see Barbie as well? What did you, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, yeah. and, and, and have conversations about these things? I mean, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's great. Thank you. That's really good. And we'll be back just after these, where we'll speak a bit more with the author Matt Fuller about reclaiming masculinity. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can help keep it on the web. All you've got to do is buy me a coffee. Head over to buymeacoffee.com slash mattmcclary to make a donation. There is a link in this episode's show notes. So go on, buy me a coffee today and help this podcast to keep supporting Christian books and authors. Hello, welcome back. This is the Christian Book Blurb podcast. I am speaking to the author Matt Fuller about his book, Reclaiming Masculinity. Now, we did a lot of chatting about the book before the short break. And at the now, Matt, what we like to do on the show is to get to know our authors a little bit better. Um, so what do you do for fun? Have you got any pastimes or hobbies or men's groups that you are a part of what does what does your social life look like for you uh well i don't know in that um i'm, I'm entering a whole new a whole new horizon um it just we're, we're just, my wife we're about to become empty nesters 
So oh, I don't wow. know. I mean, this is this is big, Matt. I, I uncharted got, territory. Yeah. Um, because actually, I really, the uh, it's one of the blessings of being a parent. Actually, I've always really enjoyed uh, Saturday mornings on the sidelines or Saturday afternoons, um, uh-huh. uh, kids playing sport. Um, and all these parents you get to know for for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, uh, I've actually going to really miss that. It's this whole world that's just going to probably uh, mm. uh, blow away. Mm. After that, um, oh, I'm not very interesting. I, I I enjoy going for running. I um, that, look, you you you'll probably edit this out because it's, it'll it'll not be helpful. I actually really I I'm a, I belong to a boxing club. I I know that's sort of stereotypically male. I, it's not very helpful, is it? Uh I I've never competed by the way. It's just training. It's just fitness. Um but there is something hugely uh enjoyable about the friendships there. I mean uh it's quite local. So they 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 call me the the violent vicar. Um because they because they know what I do. Not that, you know, just because they think it's hilarious that I'm there sparring and and training yes. with them all. Yes. Uh, but actually, I really enjoy getting to know some of those guys and the banter. Partly, it was just for me uh, another avenue to to meet people who aren't church related, who aren't Christians, and and hopefully share the faith. Um, and that's been quite fun. I've 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 enjoyed that. Uh, apart from that, I don't know walking the dog. Um, yeah. Have you got uh, any favourite things? Favourite movies or favorite food anything favorite like that? things i i can't think of uh, i tell you a favorite thing if if i find the time to arrange with one or two mates who do the same to go to the river pump up our paddle boards and mm. spend an hour paddling in one direction um Two hours uh, back. As, yeah. As, yeah, as exactly. I was yeah. Say, as the sun sets, and then yeah. you realise, oh sugar, we had the tide with us. Now it's going to be now it's going to be hard work. Um, but actually, I can't think of much more pleasant than uh, and I, I managed it once this summer so far. You know, of uh, of an evening mm. to, to with a couple of guys, you paddle down. Uh, you're slowly chatting. It's good exercise. Um, to, I mean, that is blissful. I mean, uh, yeah, but I'm asking yeah. for quite a lot there. Oh, you know, yeah. the, the guys to be available, the sun to be shining, for it to be a warm evening, uh, to not get distracted because what you really want, you don't want to fall in because then it ruins the whole. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to fall in the Thames. Um, that you know, the other rivers are available <laughs> that may be yeah. more palatable, um, but um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's lurking in there. Uh, that'd be that'd be living the dream, I reckon. Oh, that's great! That's fantastic. And you say you're a vicar? Where whereabouts do you do your vicaring? Oh, it's bonkers. So very central London, Christchurch Mayfair. Uh, it was a derelict building until 20 years ago. Just uh, the pigeons had claimed it. But we got permission to come in 20 odd years ago and start a little church. And God has been kind. And um, uh, it's grown quite a bit since then. And uh, But it's highly eccentric, really, that we're here because... No one lives in the immediate surroundings. So it's all um, restaurants and hotels and mm-hmm. and and the Queen. No, she's uh, sorry, the King, uh, Buckingham <laughs> the King. Palace the, yeah. is uh, is okay. is only ten minutes walk away. So he's in your parish. You could go and do a parish visit. And uh, technically, not quite. Just outside. Oh, okay. but, it's different uh, rule. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> yes. But uh, so yeah, it's 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 a slightly extent. I mean, it's it's it would never work. In, it, it's one of those. London is a weird place, and it's sort of. Yeah. Uh, people travel to do anything in London, so the, having church centrally, when you work centrally and socialise centrally, it 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 it, it operates well. Uh, I'm not sure it would many other places, but yeah. it's been a hoot. It's been a hoot uh, and a real blessing to to see what God has done in 20 odd years here. That's great, Matt. Is this your first book? 
No, there are a number of others. I've written a commentary on Deuteronomy. I'm not sure many of your readers or listeners would um, necessarily go for a commentary. Uh, a more popular one on Amos. A few years ago, I wrote one on Be True to Yourself. Uh, where was that? It came out in 2020, just in time for lockdown. But um, uh, oh, the, the exploring that phenomenon. There's a sense in which it's good to be true to yourself if you're true to what God the Creator has made you to be. But the modern way of hearing that sentence which is i'm allowed to be whatever i want to be mm. is 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 actually not gonna satisfy you in the slightest uh i wrote a little book on justification by faith um called perfect sinners how does the fact that we're perfectly righteous in god's sight uh and therefore he views us with the affection he has for the lord jesus because we're united to him how does that relate to um what we do can I bring God pleasure or displeasure? Does mm. his love for me ever change? So issues that people ask quite commonly yeah, um, yeah. Uh, on that. And then the ironic book, which is what my wife calls um, Time for Everything, which is how do you juggle life and work and family and church commitments um, mm. without feeling a bit overwhelmed or just guilty that you're letting people down? So you're obviously a prolific writer then. Have you got anything you're currently working on at the moment? No, I think I think, pro- I think prolific is, you know, is um, Lee Child or, you know, uh, <laughs> or, or someone who's churning out things every other... I I just, I get a thought in my head and it, or, or someone keeps asking me a question um, and, or different people keep asking the same question. And I think rather than repeating myself, I'm just going to get my thoughts in a straight line and say, there, read that. So I, 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 um, I have one or two thoughts in my head, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not writing anything particularly at the moment. Uh, a, a, little, a little break. Well, I think it's only really the summer I have any space to do it. But um, yeah. uh, And uh, this year was just too many other things going on. Yeah. A-levels. <gasps> oh. Um, and such things. <laughs> so, uh, no, no. Uh, yes, yeah, so one or two things, uh, ideas, but... Um, I, yeah, I, I don't write for the sake of it. It's only whenever if I feel I can say something useful. Just before we go, where can people find you and find your books? Um, have you got a website or where are your books available, sort of online or in bookshops or, you know? Well, the best place to go is, um, so this one is uh, with the Good Book Company. Uh, so uh, goodbook.com um, or thegoodbook.co.uk. Um uh, would take you there uh, and uh, some of the others are there I mean if you want to do all of them The Evil Empire Amazon has um, has them all <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, the good book is the best place to go because then Christians get the money rather than Jeff Bezos <laughs> yeah yeah okay great so you can find out about Matt's books in those various different places what we'll do is we'll put a link to the good book company's site on the show notes of this episode so that you can click on it and then you can see um matt fuller's books um there when you do that um well thank you matt thank you for giving of your time thank you for the the great discussion and thank you as well to our listeners for listening to this podcast listening to this episode and i hope that it's been of value to you and do recommend it to other people you know as well we do have an episode that comes out every couple of weeks so do be back really soon for another episode where we'll be chatting with another christian author about their books their faith and their lives thank you very much we'll see you soon goodbye thanks for listening to christian book blurb with your host matt mcclary do give it a like give it a share and let your friends know all about it 
We do hope to see you again soon on another Christian Book Blurb. <laughs>